Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. I received a request to talk about agile and enterprise architecture. Now, in one of my past episodes, I have talked about agile and I have talked about enterprise architecture, and I've also talked about organizational agility, which is primarily about how agile the organizations are to be able to adapt to the changing circumstances, to the changing business landscapes, to the changing technologies, etc., etc. But I want to specifically talk about how to use agile sprints while doing enterprise architecture today. But not all my listeners have a background in agile or know what agile is. So what I'll do in this episode today is talk about the history and the background of agile and why we are talking about agile at all. And then in the next episode, we'll draw parallels between agile software development methodologies and enterprise architecture. And then probably we can get started with the Agile Sprint. So this is going to be a little bit of a multi-part topic and it's going to last over a couple of episodes. So so let's start with what Agile is and why we are talking about Agile at all. Many, many years ago, a group of people who were heavily into software development were sitting in a cabin in the middle of the woods somewhere and talking about how software can be delivered efficiently and effectively. And I'm going to read out the names of these people. It was Kent Beck, Mike Beadle, Ari Van Bennekem, Alastair Cogburn, Ward Cunningham, Martin Fowler, James Groening, Jim Highsmith, Andrew Hunt, Ron Jeffries, John Kern, Brian Marek, Robert C. Martin, Steve Meller, Ken Schweber, Jeff Sutherland, and Dave Thomas. Now, these people were from the software services background. Software can be developed in different kinds of organizations. Uh, First and foremost, that comes to mind is software product companies. So Microsoft, Google, Facebook, etc., etc. These are all companies that basically build software and sell software as a product. So there are software product companies and then there are core businesses who build software for their own consumption. Financial services companies, banks, uh, pharmaceutical companies, healthcare companies, manufacturing companies, etc. They build their own software at times to to consume them themselves and then but but they don't just develop software uh, themselves for their own consumption they may also outsource the activity of developing software and the companies that take these outsourced products are called software services companies companies such as capgemini or accenture or tcs or what have you and they they build software for other companies for the con- for other companies to consume and then there are saas and Uh, many different ways of building software. So what I am talking about today, the group of people were thinking from a software services standpoint. And I stress on this a little bit because there is a belief out there in the industry where people think that Agile is only meant for either software product companies or core businesses where they build their own software because timelines are not very tight and resources are plenty and, and availability of people is also not that big a challenge. 
On the contrary, agile software development was built for software services companies specifically uh, because they were thinking about delivering software efficiently and effectively. And when I say effectively, I mean cost effective. So, so all these people were thinking about how can we deliver software in the most effective and efficient manner. And this is what they came up with. And if you do a quick internet search on Agile Manifesto, you're going to find this. They said, we are uncovering better ways of developing software by doing it and helping others do it. Uh, through this work, we have come to value. And then they list down a couple of things that they value more than other things like individuals and interactions over processes and tools. So it's not that they don't value processes and tools. It's just that they value individuals and interactions more than processes and tools. Working software over comprehensive documentation. Now, there's a belief out there where people think that um, agile means throw all the documentation out of the window, but that's not the case. It's not that there is no documentation in agile. Uh, it's just that they value working software more than uh, comprehensive documentation. After all, it's working software that they are trying to deliver and work, and, and comprehensive documentation is just uh, something that goes along with the, the working software. So they value working software more. Customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Now, a couple of episodes back, I had talked about the definition of a successful project. It wasn't my idea. I had read it many, many years ago in a book and uh, in which I had talked about a Venn diagram which has three circles. The first circle is business success. The second circle is technical success. And the third circle is uh, personal success. And it's the combination of all these three that truly mean that the project has been successful. And that's what this talks about. Customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Contract negotiation is necessary. It's important. That's how you make money. But but customer collaboration is more important. The customer to become successful in their business is more important than the contract that we negotiate. And then responding to change over following a plan, which is taking this further about project success, that it's very important to have a plan. And like Eisenhower says, in battle, plans are futile, but planning is important. Here, plan is important. You know, it's not that in Agile, we don't plan anything at all or, you know, we just jump into it. That's one of the beliefs that people have in the industry that Agile means there is no planning. There is planning. It's just that we give responding to change more importance than following the plan. So if we have to choose one, we choose responding to change. And how do we change? There's, there's quite a lot to it. It's not that it's ad hoc, random, change, whatever, whenever you want. It's just that having an open attitude towards change so that whenever there is change, uh, we are able to manage it better. You know? So there is some planning there. We plan to change, so it's not one or the other. Now, why I am reading this Agile Manifesto? Because this Agile Manifesto is specifically for software development. If you do an internet search, you will see Manifesto of Agile Software Development. Now, there are people who believe that this was based on lean principles and lean manufacturing has been used long before agile software development came along in companies such as Toyota and General Motors and so on. And I'm not going to debate that. That's not the point. The point is not to debate whether this came first or that came first. What I'm trying to tell you is that the core tenets of agile are similar to the core tenets of lean. 
which has nothing to do with software development, which was used in manufacturing processes. What that means is the core tenets of agile software development can be used everywhere uh, in business, even in personal life at times. You know, I've found the core tenets of agile to be useful even in my personal life, even in managing my hobbies or managing my guitar playing or managing my motorcycle rides, what have you, you know, break it down into smaller components and then put it all together once we've resolved the complexities and what have you. So which brings us to the next question, which is uh, where do we use Agile? Is Agile useful everywhere or uh, should we only use it where it is applicable? Now, like I said before, some people believe that Agile can only be used in software product companies or core businesses and not really software services companies. But Agile was really designed for software services companies. And one of the reasons why people believe that Agile cannot be used in software services companies is because they believe there are four things which are there in software services companies which make using Agile difficult, which is volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. Now, the way that Agile process has been designed, which is short cycles or short iterations and then you know, minimum viable product and delivering something in, in uh, smaller components is specifically to address these four issues. In fact, if there is no volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, there is no need for agile. You can do it in waterfall. It's okay. Innovation projects, projects where we don't know what the outcome is going to be, you know, an experiment, for example. Uh, um, it could be something like the digital camera, which was the case of Kodak, where they did not know what the outcome is going to be and how their razor blade business model is going to respond to, to the digital camera. If they would have used Agile, that was one of the ways, and I've talked about this in one of my previous episodes. So when you don't know what the outcome is going to be, uh, it's not a good idea to invest a huge amount of money and time and resources in, in a project where the outcome is uncertain. So what do you do? You break it down into smaller components, short cycle of delivery. You test it in the market, you validate it, you make sure that you're going in the right direction and the markets and the business is, is responding in a favorable way. And then you make more investments and you make more investments and, and, and that's how Agile really resolves the problem of volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity. But that's not it. There are other benefits of Agile as well. Like for example, time to market. There are many times that you need to launch a product and you may not have these uh, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity challenges, you might have a very different challenge like a time challenge. You know, there's a product that you want to launch in the market and you want to go get there first. You know, you don't want the competition to beat you at it. In such a scenario also, you could build a small minimum viable product that you could launch into the into the market. It doesn't have to go with all the bells and whistles. It can go with the basic capabilities and features and you could launch it sooner and then you can build upon it over a period of time and that's what we call lean startups as well which is specifically applicable in cases of startup companies so time to market is definitely improved because of agile processes because of shorter cycles and delivering only what is high priority at any point in time and and the return of investment also begins quicker because you know time to market is faster you're beating the competition your return on investment already starts off so so that's another benefit of Agile and, and it improves the visibility, like I said before, you know, when we don't know the outcomes, when we deliver something which is small, uh, we get to know how it is responding in the markets and so on. 
So, so there are many benefits of Agile and most of the programs which are there in enterprise architecture are volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. Large programs such as mergers and acquisitions and divestitures, large programs such as, you know, new product launches or entering a new business or entering a new country with the same business. Um, these are large programs. They're not software development projects, seven to 12 months. They could last up to years, you know, three years, five years, eight years. And it's very important that we watch the outcome of these projects. We make sure that the value that is driven, driven by these programs are as per the expectations and the KPIs that we had planned earlier. So it would be a very good idea to use Agile in enterprise architecture projects. Now, that is the business case today. You know, I'm just laying the foundation today. In the next episode, we're going to talk about parallels between Agile processes and enterprise architecture. We're going to see how the core tenets of Agile can be used in enterprise architecture projects, how iterations can be used in enterprise architecture projects, and, and we'll go from there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Um, I know it's a little bit foundational, but it was necessary. I'd like to remind you one more time that uh, Enterprise Architecture Radio is less a podcast and more a, a collaboration platform. I would like all the enterprise architects and all IT professionals, for that matter, to to get together as a a, a community and help each other out and you know guide each other and learn from each other and 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 most importantly, have a lot of fun. Because this is a fantastic field that we are in. The, the technologies, the business, the, the entire landscape and the way it is changing. It's just absolutely fun to be in it. Have fun. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprisearchitectureradio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.